0: My name is Mark Folliwell. You're listening to Another Dumb Podcast. These guys are freaking morons. Another Dumb Podcast. No, I like it.
1: It's
2: called Another Dumb Podcast. That
1: makes sense. So you could have just said, I'm doing another dumb podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Again, basketball dumb guy. Sorry. Another Dumb Podcast.
2: thanks good enough good to hear your voice it's fine yeah it hasn't
1: changed (laughs) it has not changed no but it it's been a while i could say it was deeper no no it it's i think it's plenty deep i think (laughs) do you not do you hear that your voice is like too feminine or something are you serious It's not like you have like Tony Gwynn voice or anything.
2: <laughs> I think it's just like different, and so I don't know. I didn't know. You yeah, were saying, I mean, I, even I, even to this day, like I was still getting like railroaded for it, and I was just like, well, I mean, I can't do much to change it. No, no, I'm not I, gonna I, smoke a pack a day to get the voice that you want. <laughs> no, I think I think your voice is plenty fine.
1: I was always okay. afraid whenever the kid. <laughs> that's some. I, I, your voice is a little unique, but it's not like. Again, I always whenever I was growing up, I was really scared that I was gonna get Tony Gwynn voice. Hey, guys, that was like your
2: that was like a fear of yours. <laughs> it was
1: like for a while huh. until I figured huh. out you know my voice is totally it's not gonna be super like like radio voice or anything like that, but it it's not gonna be super high either. so
2: other people were like fearing, you know, disappointing their parents or something or well, spiders. They, they, but you were follow- just you you feared Tony <laughs> Quinn voice or, or Mike
1: Tyson okay. or something like that like Yeah. Just a very high voice. I'm like, I can't yeah. I'm a Well, I know how, you know, how tall are you?
2: Yeah, 5'10. Five,
1: five, 5'10. Okay. I mean, you, you you're a lot taller than I actually thought. You you come off as a like a 5'7 guy. That's what everyone is.
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm aware. I'm aware of all of this.
1: Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm not just alone. But you know, I'm a six foot one guy, so I feel fairly oh, yeah, tall. Rub it in. It's really hard to be a like a big dude
2: who's like, "Hey, <laughs>
1: guy, what's going on?" Like, you can't just yeah. I'm a really. Famous. Yeah, but at
2: least Tyson could whip your ass. No, yeah, so exactly. D- dude,
1: Tyson. It's like, do you want to make
2: fun of that dude? And, no. And you know, not. Tony Gwynn. That's I guess, honestly probably how he started fighting. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it has to be. What? Are we wasting all this gold off the air?
1: No, it's on. It's on right now. Okay, we're, we're doing, rolling. We're doing like the okay. like. <laughs> I told you <laughs> all this gold. <laughs> yeah, no, we're. This is definitely going in the air. I, I am recording, so you're good.
2: Uh, I guess I shouldn't say air. Eh, oh, okay. Whatever what, this is.
1: Whatever the. What it's not on tape or anything, as some would say.
2: Yeah. See, even that's old. Yeah, no one ta- No one tapes it.
1: No, yeah, this is on an SD di- I don't know which one. Okay, let's move <laughs> on. You <Yeah, laughs> know, we were doing so well, and now it's now it just got. Yeah, Kendrick I should right I now. shouldn't
2: have talked about the awesome chemistry we had. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> My bad,
1: dude. Well, uh, good to good to hear from you. It's uh, thanks. It's honestly been a while because um, you know, whenever y'all came back on air or you came back on air, um, I actually didn't get to hear a lot of your. Uh, I guess you were doing, like, producing with uh, The Invasion, I guess they would call it. Yeah, Invasion. What do you mean, came back
2: on the air? Um, well, I
1: guess you like were... Like, after Dan and Jake left? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just stayed in that in that time slot. Well, actually, they made me work two extra hours. I was doing 10 to 3, Jeez. which was horrible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a, kind of a hodgepodge of people in there. You know, Donovan and Sean. Yeah. Man, I kind of get... I guess Norm left... Before oh. Dan and Jake left,
1: I'm gonna call that a no, dark I never... period. That was a real dark period. Yeah,
2: like... no joke, man. Norm and Dan and Jake <laughs> gone in like the same month.
1: Yeah, same couple
2: that. weeks, actually.
1: Yeah, two weeks, and it just it was like we have no idea what's going on right now.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that was a really weird time. That was. I, st- weird I still time. get people asking me where's Norm. Like, oh God. And it 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 always shocked us, kind of in the building, I guess, how little people knew. Oh, okay. But I guess it. I guess if you're just flying by from time to time, you know, you don't. You're not checking the ticket Reddit or seeing these tweets. You know, there's just these people that aren't on social media like we are, to where they just didn't know where Norm was or Dan and Jake was. So it's, like
1: you're talking about like you know not like Chris and sales just kind of walks by. It's like, Hey man, I talked to Norm. I got this <laughs> thing. On. It's like, dude, he doesn't work here anymore.
0: No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sales were aware. <laughs> I think they, they were well
1: aware. Or just anybody in HR or something like that. Well, they have to be aware too.
2: So yeah, because there, there are email sent around of, Hey, Norm is leaving. And yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, just the general in, people around there, you're just like, yeah, where'd they go?
2: Yeah. You know, what made me sad actually was, so Norm got a retirement email Dan and Jake got an email of like, "Hey, you know, they've decided oh, to leave no. the company." Uh, some chick from Hot ninety three who was here for like two years got an email. Any generic salesperson that you know floated through the sales staff got an email. I don't think I got a goodbye email, and that makes me really mad. So like, I was there for I was there since twenty eleven. Yeah, you've been there for a really long time. You were like over a decade <laughs> in multiple positions helping out this company. I just wanted a Dan Bennett <laughs> goodbye, and I never got one. <laughs> Well,
1: I, I I'm sad to hear that that on on top of you leaving that you didn't get your goodbye even just a good old yeah a pat like, on the
2: back thanks for your service thanks Whatever. for your service
1: or just Blake Blake is no longer with the company I wonder if that even went out <laughs> yeah
2: I I guess I just didn't make the cut okay. but I I would I would have liked to have have made it
1: okay so <laughs> it was yes I, I get that but it was very unceremonious. I mean, is this the first time you've talked to anyone since, since leaving? I'm sure you've, is there other podcasts I don't know about or that's why I was telling you on the, on the chat we were having that this is the definitive Blake Jones podcast. Cause, um, cause I don't think yeah. anyone's heard from you.
2: No, I'll, I'll give you a, a little bit of a boost. Yeah. This is the first public forum I've gone on since I've left. Well, so you got you got the first booking of me.
1: Okay, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Had weeks anyone after el- the fact had anyone else asked?
2: Okay, you didn't have to ask me that. <laughs> you really didn't. you could have just gone with me complimenting you that I you know, were the just... first one to get me and we could have had a grand old time. <laughs> no, no one else has asked me Brad. Just you oh, Just me <laughs> Hey dude I'm this
1: is a this is I mean literally I have not I've not called Jake been like hey jake i would like you to be on the podcast or even dan and well i I feel like they're a little busy but uh yeah they are a little high bar too but
2: yeah and i was like going on
1: and i guess it's just like how in life i was just like but i think i could get blake i mean (laughs) good i mean come on I, i let you i let you go for a little while too but i was like you know it's been enough time
2: i think you could definitely let this
1: you know get going. Though although I
2: was I was kind of proud of myself, I did push you back a couple weeks. Yeah, dude. That was so he he that definitely big to me. I just want everybody to know okay. that. <laughs> I wouldn't say big time. I was just I had some things going on. Yeah. Generic. Whatever. We've been but, trying yeah, this I for I feel like a, a good month.
1: I kind of maybe a month ago I floated it out. You know I kind of don't go. Hey, come on! You want to be on tomorrow? I just go. Hey, anytime you're free, you know. Yeah. What's up?
2: But yeah, you're very you're a very welcoming podcast.
1: I try to welcome. Hey, don't you do this
2: with other people?
1: I, I you yeah, um, at times. I think last time okay. who did we we did this with Jay, which Jay couldn't. Well, we had there. a whole host
2: of people in here last time. Yeah,
1: we did, and I you know it's kind of fallen off lately. Everyone's very busy, mm-hmm. so. Um, but no they left
2: your podcast too
1: <laughs> well not is everyone
2: just splitting up
1: well yeah and i haven't sent an email out to anybody either to nope. let anybody know so no no one's left it's just everyone's fucking busy and you know unlike your job where you got paid a s- smaller or large amount they get paid nothing so i just it's not really a thing where i can get mad at them going why aren't you showing up to this free thing that we do
2: I think enough is leaked out to know that I wasn't getting getting paid a big amount. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of you to throw that in there, Again, like it was an option. I was but I think you be, know
1: better. I was trying to be nice. I, was, yeah. I didn't want to just throw it in your face that you were. Really <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you said that. It's been documented that I make that it's, I made. It's out very there li- <laughs> for those
2: wanting to know. It's out there.
1: Okay, well, but yes, it was a very unceremonious. Uh, Departure from the ticket after being there for well over a decade, and i don't care if you want to get into anything at all as why you left or whatever or what's going on, but why just this sudden like i'm leaving and you didn't even say i'm leaving, you made Monty do it I guess
2: well i didn't make Monty <laughs> Monty wanted to okay um I think for those that have listened to the show long enough or aware of my personality, I just don't like bringing attention upon myself. And so that last day, Donovan and Matt did ask like, Hey, you know, do you want a little farewell segment or bring it up in the mix with Sean and Mino?" And I, I just really didn't want it because it's, Hey, Blake is leaving. And then, yeah. And then I don't know. I think it's just supposed to be, they compliment me for the rest of the segment, which is super weird. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know. I, I just didn't want it and so i i kind of respected how reiner left which was just like oh he's gone and um yeah i just didn't want that i just didn't want the limelight of it and so i just decided like no i, I really don't want this just let me slip away and then monty asked me to <clears throat> if if he could say a word on his show and i said well sure okay. so that's that's kind of i didn't ask monty to do it. he wanted to which is very nice of him but yeah i just i really didn't feel like um, hogging a segment for people to say goodbye to me, I, 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 just don't, I don't want it and I don't need it. You know, it just would have been weird and uncomfortable, so I just decided against it.
1: So you just took it upon yourself to be just a, a throwaway line. I don't, I don't even know what part of segment that he brought it up in. I don't, he was like, it was probably in between something. He was like, oh yeah, a Blake laugh or something, right? Yeah, it was probably <laughs> before
2: his forty liner. Honestly, I mean, it was not a big, <laughs> it was not a big part of his show or whatever no. and i mean i mean honestly the the station has had so much turnaround we just talked about norm was leaving right dan yeah. and jake left saroy danny reiner I, I i i'm not in the likes of those guys so for me to just expect uh i need a segment on my way out i just thought was not me so i just slipped away whatever you call irish exit it, is that what you call uh, it
1: no the irish goodbye yes you did the irish goodbye very irish goodbye your your ticket exit for sure and yeah, that is kind of uh, I don't want to mess you up. But yeah, it's pretty legendary to be like, yeah, I'm on this thing, and now I just disappeared. Didn't even say goodbye in the middle of the night or anything. Like
2: well, I I think it's it has something to do with just understanding my role up there. I'm not a user. <clears throat> I'm not tier one. I just I just didn't think. Uh, and deserving is probably not the right word, but I just don't think I really. I guess needed it or deserved it, whatever. I just thought I was a producer for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Producer for three years behind the scenes for a lot more. And that just is probably honestly, you know, it's, it's probably just worth a goodbye email and that's it. And, and I didn't, didn't get didn't even get that. No, <laughs> no. So
1: would you <laughs> so taken... actually having
2: knowing that I probably should have hogged a segment and like, <laughs> yeah, say goodbye to me. Damn it. <laughs> you just...
1: Yeah, I love that we we totally and now uh, analyze that from front the beginning and be like, you know what, that was a really bad idea. I don't even know why I did that. You know, I didn't get the email. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Right.
2: So. Do you think I should call in? No. I get my segment now.
1: <laughs> no. No, it's way it's way too late. There, a lot of people again like, mm.
2: well, they either, either go, did Blake leave, or. <laughs> Who's
1: Blake? <laughs> okay, all right. Here's a here's a question for you. Yeah,
2: on on the heels of that. Do do you think more people are questioning where I am or where Dutch is? Um Who had a bigger impact on the ticket? <laughs> I would say you.
1: Oh, that's for kind. Sure. I mean I'm just saying but that is a good I'll put that out as a uh
2: poll out later. Poll question of the day. Poll
1: question of the day, Dutch or Blake. Yeah. Um mm. no, I think uh I think you're um Definitely discounting your impact. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to go uh, through your entire... I mean, it is a three-year stint, but it was actually a very impactful one, I believe, because I didn't know exactly how it was going to go with you being the producer. I thought you maybe you would do like a... I don't know, maybe a more Fernando-esque producing where you kind of... Um, I feel like you can go either like between Fernando who I think he has two speaking parts uh, a year, I don't know. He doesn't speak very much. Yeah, I
2: agree. And but it, his, you know, but his work off the air is is legend. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: Some some of the best prep work you could ever get or most uh, maniacal Prep work. I'm not sure which one it is. You could put it. You could put it like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. There's no reason why you need to do that. But anyways, um, or you could be like a uh, like I would say a Danny Bayless, who I think was kind of a um, uh, uninitiated third mic, I guess. Um, yeah, he was definitely a third host. I would say he. Will, in my opinion, he was. I don't think maybe he was. Uh, I th- what did he say? He said he was more expensive pizza oh, i yeah. forgot how he said it
2: <laughs> but, he's a large pizza getting paid like a five or, yeah, or, medium, as a, or a medium whatever uh, yeah i don't whatever
1: it's 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 all his he only goes by his education which is like i just did i uh, delivered pizzas I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um but you know yeah i think you came off and you kind of made it your own where you were like you knew when to kind of come in and when not to come in and okay maybe I'm wrong or not but
2: no 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 I um I think you're right um so coming in I honestly didn't really know how to do the job which is kind of bad to say I guess uh I had I just had so much experience outside of the station doing other sort of producing and engineering and you know I had just been with a company since 2011 so at the time of the hiring I'd been around nine years so that's really seven stations in nine years to where, you know, I'm not just working the ticket, but you know, when ESPN was around, I was around those shows. I was Mm -hmm. around the news talk shows of Cliff and BAP. I was doing games on the side and making connections there. So I, you know, one of my messages to Kat was like, look, I, a lot of people are going to interview and they've done a lot of stuff at the ticket, but I've done a lot of stuff in just radio. You know, I, I understand the different formats and how to make it work. And I've seen Hawkeye at his best and Hal Jay and all these other people that are really, really, really good at their craft and I'm close enough to call them friends. So friends I just kind of knew. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, I feel like if I texted him right now, he would respond. Oh, that's cool. Um, And they had just seen the work that I had done. Um, And I, you know, Jake kind of balked at me getting the job and probably for, For the for you know he's probably right on some degree but we had just had very opposite uh roads to get where we were where he was the ultimate start from the bottom at the ticket where he's doing overnight board up and then Mm -hmm. doing stuff on the weekend as a weekend show producer during the week you know that kind of ladder of where he worked up through the ticket and i think i just took a way more roundabout way to where my ladder was not at the ticket but i was climbing up the side of the building in other in other ways of doing these games and working these other shows and i just i thought i was well rounded enough to figure it out and when i got the job there was you're right there was the fernando approach to where you know his background is in tv where he is get the stories present them to the hosts or talent say here's your angle and then just you know push away from the table and let them make the magic and that works for their show correct right. uh there is the uh, what there's then there's the danny and Saroy way where you're you're just as much a part of the show as the host and at the time i was not ready for that and i'm still not <laughs> i would not call myself a host i don't think of myself as a host i'm not as talented as those people up there in those chairs so i just had to find a middle ground uh and i don't know I, you know I, I i certainly worked in similar ways as fernando but then When I would get a feel that, you know, this is kind of dead or we need to spice this up or Jake is ready to attack Dan or Dan is ready to attack Jake, just pick a side and go. I just, I found myself just kind of trying to figure out when to get in there. And it's not how often, it's like how good it is when you get in there. And so, I don't know, I I tried to make it my own and I I thought I did. You know, early on I I was strictly just trying to take notes on the show. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that Jake had done the same. And um and you gotta remember, I started seven days before the pandemic. <laughs> so at that time, like we were literally trying to just come up with any sort of segment we could. And a lot of the things that we did back then were, hey, you said this a couple years ago, look how it's playing out, or or even as, as narrow as you know, we're a month in a pandemic. Hey, let's listen to like the day before the pandemic happened. And so that's where I thought you know, I got to take really meticulous notes and be able to find any sort of audio at, at any given time. And so th- that's when I started, you know, trying to take really meticulous notes. And then as time went on, you know, I would be able to take notes and comment on the show and understand when they need me, when they don't, when maybe so- somebody doesn't have the energy that day. And I, maybe I need to step it up a little bit. But I just tried to view myself as the role player here. And I, I don't know. I, I guess it worked. No, to some degree. I,
1: I think it did work, but it was also kind of. Uh, you okay if you want to go back and listen we uh i think me and uh jacob did a uh a podcast talking about <laughs> what we thought the lineup was going to be after reiner left and uh we were oh for three we got none of them right we we, we so didn't who did you have uh we we thought it was going to be jake and corby and mm-hmm. obviously bob and dan would stay where they were and then we thought for some reason, Ryan Medine was going to beat the producers. Oh, name. <laughs> I have okay. no idea why. Uh, it, it was because yeah, well, he, he was
2: producing a lot. Back he then.
1: was producing a lot at that time, so we're kind of like, hey, yeah, he kind of just kind of slides right in there, and mm-hmm. Blake <laughs> never, yeah. you never came up because honestly, you never really put yourself out that, um, as far as again, for, forgive me if I'm wrong, and I, uh, my ticket listening is not what it used to be, but. Um, I mean, were you doing any other you know weekend shows or filling in at at that time to do any producing things? See, that's
2: uh no. And, yeah. and it's because I was always doing um your other job. things on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yeah, I I mean, and like I said, uh, there's 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 a couple different ways to just move up in a company. And one is to just get into the company, you know, get at the station you want, and work your way up like Jake did, but then I don't know, when I when I interviewed, I I had a flash drive full of stuff like podcasts and shows and just work i had done outside of the station to prepare myself for that moment so i think i was a little shortchanged because you hadn't heard me on ticket saturdays yeah. but that doesn't mean i wasn't doing stuff you know
1: oh, oh yeah and i think that's where you kind of i mean i didn't say it blindsided but it was like blake jones gets it and you're like Okay, I gotta remember who, who Blake Jones Why? is. 1st <laughs> I gotta remember who Blake Jones is first, the and engineer? I go the engineer yeah. guy. Okay, gotcha. Um,
2: yeah, and then and, the... and you're 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 very justified in thinking that. Okay, you're very so justified I hope you're, I, your I feelings not not done, hurt by that. Okay. Yeah, I had not done stuff at the station, but um, I don't know if I could hang my hat on one thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people when they get to the ticket want to do their best ticket impersonation right? They've heard oh, yeah. these guys do their show for so long and they've loved it. And when they get there, they want to do their best Gordon impersonation or Bob or whatever. And I just think that I had so many other role models that I had looked up to in radio that I just had been able to pull from a lot of different people. And, and so I just, I just tried to be unique in what I brought.
1: And who might that be? Would you be- would say,
2: um, I really, and to this day, like I really, really look up to Ed Wallace. I engineered uh, a Ed ton Wallace. of his. Uh, hold on, I engineered a ton of his car shows. Oh my and god! And what I loved about him was he did a car show, but then, if you had a question on the Afghanistan war, or an event that happened in Vietnam, or why this senator is doing this in Vermont. He knew, he knew about it and he could talk about it and he could carry a conversation about it. And I loved that. I loved working his shows. Now I would say, you know, 40, 50%, eh, probably more than that was about cars. That I didn't care about, but because he was talking about it, I was into it. And I just, I missed that kind of talk format. I loved him. I loved how Jay, I loved how, uh, you know, people could just rip on him and it was funny. He was, his, 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 Personality was so infectious. He always seemed to be in a good mood. I loved him. Uh, But then just like seeing other pros, I mean, like Hawkeye did it. And then there were, you know, really good people at ESPN radio. Like I really liked Kalishaw when he was over there and Matt Mosley when he was over there. And I just thought that I had a wide array of people that I could, you know, take what I liked from the way that they did it.
1: That's interesting. Uh, Well, uh, that is nice. Because, yeah, it does seem like there is like a the tickification of the ticket. I don't know why I just made that up, but you no, know, but it makes sense though, right, yeah, for sure, where you're just like, go, just I know you wanna do ticket stuff, but you know do what you think is interesting, funny, or whatever, like you just you know, and I think that's what it, you know what this kind of reminds me of is kind of the whole Bob and Dan um matchup because originally it was going to be uh bob bob sturm and uh mark falwell Mm -hmm. was what it was and that was oh you would like oh yeah those two guys they would talk sports all day long and then you're like yeah but that would be that i mean it would probably be really informative and good but the the dynamic between you know uh Dan and Bob or I don't know why I just said Dan and Bob but Bob and Dan is, is just un you know it was so it was so great. I and no one could even you know explain exactly why but it just it's so it worked so well because not again they're not the same. One guy's kind of more of the joking guy and the other guy's very s- serious about sports and you know <clears throat> whereas I think if they would have you know I think maybe I'm not trying to I mean, I really can't even describe what running Medellin. But anybody who else would have been put into that, it would have been like, um, I think it kind of changed the dynamics between, you know, Dan and Jake, and between. I, I really think the whole thing was between you and Jake. I thought, because I think you two are probably, um, the diametrically opposed, to, not opposed to everything, but like y'all are quite different from each other
2: yeah um I can see that I mean, he definitely gave me a hard time at the beginning, which I'm not gonna lie to you like affected me for a really, really long time really um yeah, because um I don't know i I could kind of get the sense that they weren't well, I wasn't their first choice, and I think um on an emotional level of anyone not being you know the first choice or who other people wanted, I think would wear on you a little, yeah, for sure and. Or at least walking in the door. And then, you know, just how that show operated in the first uh, little bit. Like, Bad Radio was great to listen to, but, I mean, they had some really throw-down moments where I don't know if they were joking. Maybe they were, and maybe behind every joke is a little bit of truth. But they would go at each other's necks. Mm -hmm. And some of that kind of carried into our show. And, I mean, honestly, I was kind of the brunt of it for a while. And there were just a ton of days coming home like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do this because I just not come from that world. I was, you know, from an engineering world or, uh, you know, doing sports games to where there was not that level of ribbing. It was, you know, did I do my job right? And then, yes, it was kind of that, you know, there, it wasn't like this thing that we have the ticket where, you know, if you're kind of a lower, I don't know, you just kind of make fun of each other. And it took me a long time to get to that place of where I understood that it was coming from a place of like acceptance. And it's just like you're the new guy and this is kind of how it is. What but very you... early on, it was it was tough. And okay, and keep in mind <clears throat> they they were in the den for a year and a half. Yeah. So I was not in the same room as those guys for uh a year and a half. And when they're ripping on me, I can't I can't I don't know what their body language is like. I can only imagine that they're just like they seriously just don't like me and I'm just not wired like that to have that roll off my skin. Like I take that like personally. And so I don't know, it was tough. I mean, for, I would say the first two years, which is sad because I was only there for three. We only did the show for three, but for the first 60% of it or so, I was, I genuinely did not know if they liked me or hated me.
1: You know what? And I will say something, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say hey. I I listen to every freaking minute of that, but I could definitely tell that there was a little—not um, to speak in wrestling talk, but a little heat between you and maybe not so much with Dan. I think Dan was a little softer on you, but maybe I'm wrong.
2: I, I think you're right. And, and honestly, I, I why I said what I said earlier is is because of this. Jake was the ultimate up through the ticket guy. Yeah. And so when he gets, I mean, think of it from his shoes. He gets. A tier one spot. He gets his own show. He gets everything that he's been working for in life, and his producer is a big deal. It, um, yeah. you know, if you get saddled with someone that either you don't like or is not very good, I mean, you're that's just not good for your show. So I think he was just very protective. And keep in mind that that was his job. So whoever got that job is filling yeah, his shoes. Yeah, had big filling his fill. shoes yeah. and is trying to help him at the same time. So I think he just had really high expectations for that job. And then when this 9/11 truther <laughs> slips in there, who, like I said, had never done ticket weekends, I had never run the board. I seriously, the night before my first uh, producing job, like I went up there just to make sure I knew how to like work the phones. I seriously, I was so green, I had no idea what I was
1: doing. <laughs> i never heard that before.
2: Um, no, there were definitely I, a couple nights, you know, after doing Mavs post game, I would just go sit in that chair. I'm like, OK, what does this button do? How do I make this work? Where does this audio go? Did you and your like, wife call you? Like, hey, can you call no, me? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Luckily, at the time, I had uh, I had Trey. who okay. he, he ran the board overnight. And so he was very helpful of, you know, this because he had run the board um, for the musers and he'd done the whole chagrin. So he knew what the producers had to do. So um, and what not but, to do. Yeah, but but anyway, I, I he saw that you know that kid who had never really done anything in the ticket, and he was not aware of stuff I was doing outside of the ticket because just like my Irish goodbye, I don't, I'm not a good self promote, I don't want to self promote. So he just he saw this kid that really didn't know what to do now taking his job. So I think he was very suspect of me having the job, rightfully so, and I think he did take that out on, on me at times, but. Um, It was kind of a big moment for me personally to when he finally did say that I was good for the show, and then I was good for him personally. Like that meant a lot because he was my uh, I don't know, ticket hero. I guess I I would listen to Shake Joint just to listen to Jake. I would listen to at the time Mavs post game. I loved working Mavs post game with him because I I thought he was awesome, and I just seeked out when he was on the air. So to get to be a part of his show and then eventually win his trust was like huge that is me. pretty
1: big but it is funny for you to <clears throat> to kind of and i guess anybody listening to this could probably go yeah that was a little tense and and, and this all those things kind of make sense but after a while i mean maybe i mean jake's not on the line right now we can't let him know but um yeah if he told you that then you know he would not he would not bullshit you like that so I'm sure he definitely meant that, and it. I, I'm I'm glad that those type of things kind of worked out because it was um the the stuff that you're describing was definitely something that you're feeling as a listener because you're like something's. I mean, I'm not saying that they're having like a. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that y'all were. Uh, I was like, man, they're gonna kick Jake, uh, Blake off this uh, show, but you're like, something's up where like yeah they're they're not and not saying that they were y'all were at a sync, but they're definitely it's getting salty at times, and y'all are uh, it it came off as very genuine, even if it's something where you're like, oh, it's a little negative right now, but you know, at least it's you know, I don't know. I'm not really not sure what I'm trying to say here, but you know, you could definitely feel it through the radio these type of things yeah, that you're talking and, about
2: and and like I mentioned, I, I think some of that was just bleed over from bad radio because I think they we're just ready to jump at each other's necks whenever they got the opportunity, especially there later in the show. It's the culture. Um, yeah,
1: it was the culture.
2: I mean, yeah. And I was stepping into that culture and, um, I mean, it is kind of easy to punch at the new guy and I'm, I guarantee you, I was doing things to earn that, <laughs> whether that be, you know, just like I said, I just didn't know what I was doing. So maybe, you know, I had to go through a little bit of that to understand what they needed. Um, but yeah, I, I think it did bleed over into the air a little bit. And then, you know, as time went on, when I got to a place more comfortable to talk to them about it, you know, I, we never had like a sit down discussion, but I just kind of threw out there like you, we named our show the hang zone, right? Because it's like you, you want in a very inviting environment where if you're just listening, it's just like, we're just hanging out on a couch. We're hanging out. They're having conversations. They're playing audio. We want to laugh. We want to have fun. You know, we're trying to create this, Atmosphere of the hang zone, and I was like, We can't just rip everyone, <laughs> you know, like that's not uh, that doesn't pair well. Like, if we're all just hanging out, like, I'm not with my friends, I don't just go at them anytime they slip or, up, you know, that, you that doesn't quite coincide,
1: I guess. Or you don't hang out with that guy you don't like, right? Like, <laughs> right. like so, why is this guy here who we hate, which I, right. which, so which I, has happened, by the way.
2: But I, I'm, I'm not saying like I deserve credit or this was a conversation we had. I just floated out there one time like this is this feels more like bad radio and this you guys uh, want to move on. You want to have your own show. You want to call it the hang zone. We need to lighten up. And I don't I'm not going to say that stuck. But over time, I do think we all became much closer and better friends. And I we just stopped treating each other like that. And go. I, 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 I mean, love that,
1: that You know what? That really does make sense, though, because those type of things did kind of, you know, like, I think even with with Jake, I mean, Jake, and it's been not documented by anybody who gives a shit, but, you know, me and Jake have definitely had our falling out. where we didn't... I don't think me and Jake talked for, I believe, two years. We didn't talk for two years, and it was just over, like, stupid shit, like, dumb, dumb stuff, and... And I think now both of us, we're kind of like, you know, we don't really have to fight over a lot of this thing. Like, And I think that's nice to, to, to kind of have now. And you're just like, you know, we could just either be nice or not be. I mean, it is what it is. We don't have to be mean to each other, you know.
2: Yeah. And um, I will say, like, he's had to deal with a lot personally. Yeah. Um, I know... And I, I don't know. I don't want to spill too much, but I feel like I'm saying what he's said on air before, but it was a pretty tumultuous time to have his second kid. Yeah. And I know his first one wasn't easy either. And, uh, you know, finally getting promoted to, to have your own show and trying to figure out that process and, um, whatever <laughs> I see. I don't know. Some of this stuff is like out, um, involved in a certain case, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as like De Niro wise with somebody, you know, whatever, I, I think he at times has just dealt with a lot and I really, really sympathize with that. Yeah. So I think once he began to settle in to like his, uh, like foundation for like what his life was going to be, you know, once they had the second kid and he started getting, compensated and whatever like it was just he was a he was much more stable once his life was stable. So I think that also helped our show too. You know, he finally settled into a routine and <laughs> How we could all that? kind of figure each other out.
1: <laughs> How about that? Well, um well that's very interesting. That's very I, I I don't think I've heard that anywhere else and maybe y'all have spoken upon this but you know that's that's pretty interesting, and I'm I'm glad y'all did take it that way. Cause I mean, it is fun, kind of like as far as like a radio guy uh, that I am. I don't mind when people like fight a bunch, or not fight a bunch, <laughs> but you know, I love I love tense moments. I don't well, mind. You're, it. You know,
2: you're talking to you, right? I mean, anytime DJ said anything on our show, I was going at it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for and, sure. You know, uh, yeah. I was getting that way with Monty and. uh I don't know i i still think there there are places for that but you know how often did we talk did i talk to dj not often how how often did i talk to killer not often if your host and your producer are bickering on a daily basis i think that can get tiresome yeah but for sure. i think you're right i mean once we'd invite dj on the show and he hadn't been on a while yeah i'll go at him i think it's mm-hmm. funny if in if you know killer's on a remote and I haven't said anything to him in a month and a half, <laughs> hey, killer, you suck, you know, <laughs> I don't know, it just kind of spices it up, and I mean killer was at my wedding, and <laughs> I don't know, killer introduced me to my wife like killer and I go way, way, way back. We are very, very good friends, yeah, um, but because we're good friends, I can nab at him from time to time,
1: <laughs> well, I think then I, I you know you were able to kind of find your wings where you may were getting a little bit of. Pushback, but you were given it as well, which I kind of, after a while, I was like, oh, dude, like you're finally not just sitting around being okay, I'm I'm just going to be the producer. Here's what you're going to You're like finally started firing back. And I don't know if that was just the natural thing of like, you know, now you're feeling more comfortable.
2: Yeah, I think um, half of it was I was getting a little more comfortable and understanding what I was supposed to be doing and whether I did actually mess up or it was something else. But The other half of it was it's just more entertaining radio to hear the small guy fight back. I think, you know, like on on its level, there is no reason I should be going back and forth with Dan McDowell. That guy's a a legend. There is no way I should be fighting a man of his stature. But, (laughs) but if it's funny for me to just tell him to go to break and watch him get really mad, that's it's entertaining, you know. And that guy, just like once the lights off, he honestly doesn't care. It's all for the show. Oh, so I it. it's um yeah, I, I there at the end. I mean, I, I really thought, you know, we were catching our stride.
1: Yeah. Well good thing that we stopped that.
2: So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good yeah. thing. Whenever you start getting your stride, you should really just end it right there. Yeah, just, you know, jump off at the high. Sell yeah. high, right? Yes. Buy low, sell high.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Well, uh I think that's really kind of all I got for that. I mean, I'm I'm good with anything. I mean, it's um, unfortunate that you're not on the, that. You all guys are not on the ticket, but you know, all good things must uh, end, or 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 not end right where it is. But maybe something else happens later on down the road, and we, you know, we meet again. But you know, uh, yeah, I think the chemistry finally kind of really struck, and you're like, oh, I mean, was there a point where you're like, oh, see, now we're really rolling
2: now. Um, I think one of the first things that I, I mean, there were little things like early on when we got Rubier on and I was able to get him to play music on our show and he eventually created the, uh, the theme song. I thought that was a pretty big win and that was kind of early. But if you're talking about like singular moments where I thought that like, hmm, maybe I could stick was the first time we had Angelo Cataldi on because oh, okay. it was, um, It was kind of cool the way that it came about because, you know, I I suggested, uh, why don't we have the ultimate touchdown brother on? Because I think some Seattle station had had Jake on to like legit preview the Cowboys Seahawks game at the time. And then there towards the end, they kind of started mocking him like, oh, you know, get back on your horse and your cowboy hat and get on out of here. Like kind of mocking him because he's from Texas. And they kind of just, like, made a mockery of it. And that kind of got us thinking, what if we kind of sort of did the same thing? And I was like, well, let's get Angelo Cataldi on. And then I, I, you know, one one of the other, one of them said, you know, we can have a fake character on. And, it, like, it was the three of us brainstorming an idea that turned out to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's when it felt like we could be a show. So, and I thought that was cool. No, I can't remember what character we did. I think we did... Um, was it did George help us? Was he like fake Michael Irvin or something? I don't remember, but we threw a fake character at yeah. Angelo Cataldi and he just rolled. oh, oh. we had Sal and uh, Sal South, South Philly <laughs> calling we had Craig, yeah. Craig calling and asking uh, was that the last slide was that, Jason Kelsey to quarterback yeah
1: <laughs> was that when he um uh well he retired right? am i am I misremembering?
2: Um, I think this was towards the end of Wentz and before Hertz. Um, I think, I mean, I don't know. You could definitely tell me I'm wrong. Somebody is
1: going to be, yeah, whatever. Something
2: led, something led Junior to say, well, obviously he (laughs) wanted to slide in, you know, have the captain slide between the pipes. Like that was going to be the ultimate, Yeah, but it was kind of fitting of him asking, Hey, do you think Jason Kelsey could slide back the quarterback? And Angelo took it in stride and said, no, I don't think so. He's 320 pounds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think we're going to put that at at the end of the podcast today. I got to find, I got to find that audio now. Um,
2: Uh, well, yeah, so, I mean... I I'm And also, be- keep in mind, that was, like, January of 21? So, I mean, almost a year into the show. You know, throughout 2020 was was pretty tough. And, you know, it was tough on all of us, That's being joke, in the, the pandemic oh, and shit, lost I a mean. lot of lives. Uh, no, it was... I mean, think, like, my, my job, and, you know, there are producers at the station trying to figure this out now. It is hard to include yourself into a conversation when you're not a host yeah and i was having to do that down line like we you know there towards the end we you know figured out we could zoom but then there was a delay and you're staring at a you know a computer screen to look at people's faces but just trying to figure out like what my role could be on that show when i was not in the room with them was incredibly tough for me
1: yeah that's that's pretty damn tough and then Making, hey, you know, producing is hard enough, or you know, doing sports programming. But when there's no sports, that must have been just—I don't even know what the hell y'all did.
2: I don't like. I don't know. Obviously, like I, I didn't do much because <laughs> I had, I had, I didn't really have an idea of how this was supposed to go. And then there are no sports, and then. I don't know. I think Dan really helped get us through that because, you know, he was just like, we need to just talk about our lives because everyone's perspective is different right now. And, you know, that's, that's where we got the weekend check. You know, I'm not going to say he was the first person to come up with that, but like, it was a legit, what the heck did you do to kill this weekend? (laughs) You know, it's like, what, what on earth could you do? And so that's when we would just kick it around sometimes for two segments just to say, I tried going to the grocery store. They didn't have toilet paper. Uh, people got mad at this one guy for not wearing a mask. Like it was just like it was an audible diary, basically, of us trying to get through the pandemic. That's
1: interesting because I, 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 well, not for I mean, not for me. I, I totally, I killed the pandemic. I was doing well. Yeah, that's what people say. Yeah, I, I was. I <laughs> killed about that. But um, I know for some people. Um, the hang zone was actually a very big part of them trying to get through the the pandemic, and maybe you, I don't know if you take that in stride or whatever you do, but yeah, I think a lot of people tried to get through the pandemic with y'all, and I think y'all moved it past because it was not fun. I mean, we even had to do this dumb podcast, you know, <laughs> and trying to be like, I don't know, you want to talk about COVID again? I
2: I guess. Mm. Yeah, it got tiresome. I did. Like, um,
1: we have no end in sight. This may never end. So.
2: And I, I'll hang my hat on one other thing. You know, because of my engineering background, you know, I thought our show actually sounded good. Like I know some people were trying you know, to broadcast from their computer, and it was kind of rough. And whatever, one show had to go up to the studio because they couldn't figure out their situation. But I don't know, just because I had. Remote gear, and it's not like you know I was going to be using it anytime soon. So, just going over to Dan's house and setting it up, and hey, here's how do you connect to the station? Let me get your levels right and set everything up. You know, I thought that how, helped how us. How did that.
1: y'all? I mean, I, I never actually knew that. How did y'all set that up?
2: Well, I had um remote gear just from you know doing Argyle so, games so or just, TCU y'all or whatever. Did,
1: y'all did like a basic remote from Dan's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Cool. To where I had, I mean. I was borrowing a cumulus, um, you call it an access unit. It's how we connect to the station. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we weren't gonna be using it. <laughs> so I just set it up there and I took, you know, I just kind of took some stuff from TCU, took some stuff from Argyle and, you know, had a soundboard, a couple headsets and audio cables and kind of set, you know, everything that need to be set. And then it was just a simple like connect and disconnect from the station every day. And that was, I don't know. I, I, I actually did. I was proud that we were based. Well, music sounded good too, but they had a lot of audio dropouts, but we we sounded good and had a good connection on a consistent basis for like much of the pandemic, which I was proud of.
1: That might've been something that you're proud of that maybe no one had even noticed. But but,
2: (laughs) yes, I know. But if you think about it, like the part of the producer's duties is making sure this show sounds good. Just basically sound good. Yeah, for sure. Whether that bleeds over into what the audience hears or not, you know, that was kind of, that was always, all that was always something I tried to pride myself on is like i because of you know history and knowledge that I had of how to set up these shows, like I will always make sure that our show at its base sounds good at the yeah. very least <laughs> will sound good We no. may, may not be good but <laughs> we'll sound will sound good
1: no, I think y'all did- y'all did a fine job, and I think uh, again y'all yeah i I wouldn't have guessed it I mean just from the small amount of i mean again we only I only knew you as. Guy who sits at the end of the table of a of a remote, you know, <laughs> uh, and that's yeah. uh, that's only thing I knew you from, and and I think anytime they would even interview like uh, at Super Bowl. It was so brief. I didn't have much.
2: <laughs> I really didn't. Didn't bring a lot. Um, <laughs> no, no. It, and like I said, you will always, you'll forever be justified in thinking that I would have had no chance to work out. And and to some people's opinion, I didn't. Oh hell but, no! Doug. Um, now, I'm gonna I'm gonna disprove
1: that right now. No, <laughs> I think again the bar. I'm not gonna lie. The bar was low. But I think you did. I think it worked out fantastic. And I think, you know, you guys should absolutely be. Proud of what y'all did, because again, um, who the hell knows if it was actually going to work out? I
2: mean, I... yeah, you, you couldn't. I mean, that, that like hiring a producer is is really really hard, because you know I, I think if you're hiring for a host, you can kind of point back to their hosting and like are, are they good or not? You know, mm-hmm. but the producer role is so up in the air of like what your day to day is that it's just really hard to know and I think one other thing I sold cat on when I, when he was interviewing is I just I think my personality just kind of lends itself to that position because I don't like I told you I'm not a host I will be the first to admit I'm not that great on air but I think I just kind of got a feeling of what the host needed and like I'm a people pleaser I'm naturally like on the edge of conversations like outside of the air Uh, or off the air like I I just kind of hang back but if there's a time where something is lacking or they need me or they need something that's when I can kind of pop in so I just thought that my personality really like fed into that role and it doesn't and a lot of people's don't like I said I don't think (laughs) no offense to them Saroy and Danny they were more hosts than they were producer now they could have been doing producer things but they are hosts at the root of it they're really good on air and they're yeah. really good at driving content and they are hosts sitting in a producer's chair i think fernando is a very good producer in a producer's chair and i thought over time i eventually became a good producer in a producer's chair because i understood oh, okay so this is kind of what they need for me like this is the role that they need they don't need me on air all the time sometimes they do so most of the time they don't it could be content creation or it could be just organizing pics with friends like i just it just didn't there was no like cut and dry, hey, here's your job. It's just like you have to help us, <laughs> you know, however that may be.
1: No, I, I think the way you put it is just, you know what, know your role. And you yeah. you, you kind of let the game come to you and not as way of like, ju- do I need to jump in right here? Because I, I think people need to, you know, no, dude, you, you were, again, kind of letting it come to you. And not so much as like a, you know, I would say Danny would sometimes be like a sniper to come in with jokes. I really don't think he, you did it in a more subtle way where, again, things were funny where you would, you know, go to break or oh God man, <laughs> I can't remember one moment. You, uh, damn, you really were like, I think we should stop talking about this or something like that, where I don't even know why we're talking about this. I think we could just talk about something else or something. And I think that's that's good. You You were kind of playing a little bit of the adult in the room and i don't know if that's true or not but you know where dan and jake are there to be fun and silly and do all the stuff where you are like no we we've got a show to do here and
2: you know yeah I a- it's i had um i had one of the current producers uh at the station reach out to me just to kind of pick my brain on like you know how to do the job and i told them that like so much of it is just being in the moment and realizing like what your hosts need and yeah, um, that was something that they always had in Bob, um, on bad radio, is he was kind of the adult in the room of like, hey, hey, hey. Um, now he probably cut it off way too early than he should have. Um, but you kind of need that person to just recognize the situation and like, all right, let's either get to something else or we can stick with this for a little bit <laughs> or whatever. But I don't know, there a lot of our bickering was just messing around, yeah, like one of our. One of me and Dan's, like, bigger spats at the end was we had on a, uh, we had on a f- producer that was uh, promoting something that he had done, Christopher uh, Fitz, and he had done something about a song called Oklahoma Breakdown, so I was like, ah, watch me produce this show, so I pulled up Oklahoma Breakdown, and I was going to play them out. The only problem was Dan and Jake were on remote and they had a really time a really hard time hearing anything that was being said. So Dan could kind of hear like this faint noise in the background. He was like, what is this? And so then I was just like, he kind of came at me with some attitude. so I was like okay I, I'm I'm gonna throw down. I'm like, this is Oklahoma breakdown. I'm playing you out. just go to break. And then he's like, well, douche we can't hear very well probably shouldn't be playing that or whatever and, I was, and then it was actually jake that had to step in and separate us and then it i don't know it's i thought that was kind of fun because it over time you didn't know who the two-on-one was gonna be or who was gonna have to step in and break it up and i thought that was kind of fun it's just you just never really knew
1: yeah <laughs> well okay so uh, you're um you're done you're done with the radio
2: uh, I mean, for now, um, I do, like, have a lot of football stuff going on. Yeah. Um, your uh,
1: TCU going on?
2: Yeah. Uh, TCU games on Saturdays. I got Argyle stuff on Fridays. I do a podcast for Argyle during the week. I got a coach's show for TCU. And then I got this uh, pesky wife and kid, you know, that kind of get in the way of everything. Um, but, no, I mean, the last couple of years, like, I seriously was not home. You know, yeah. I'd have a different coach's show on a different night when I was home, I'd have to put together this podcast or God forbid the freaking crow line or whatever for the show, (laughs) you know, it was just, there was a lot going on and I just did not feel very present at home, um, at different times. So I did, I like, I really, really am enjoying not, I mean, first and foremost, not having to drive downtown every day is freaking great. Like I, I instantly get back almost two and a half hours of my day back just from yeah. not having to drive downtown. Where I'm sorry, where do you live? I'm, I'm in no, Wiley. You live in Wiley. Oh fudge, yeah. Yeah, but So you have to drive from that's, Wiley that's, to Fort Worth, though. I that sucks. I mean, yeah. there's no way around that. And I know that I, I I um I I dug my own grave here, but this is just where my family's at, which is comes in really handy with uh, the yeah, kid for the kiddo, oh man. So yeah. if I've got to drive an hour, you know, once a week now or. You know, downtown every day, whatever commute. You know, that's a that's a burden that I'm willing to take for the betterment of kid. But no, I certainly don't miss it, and I'm actually able to do some stuff with him and take him to daycare and hang out with. Him. I don't know. It's just I feel a lot more present at home, which I which I'm really enjoying right now.
1: I think you're not gonna regret that, just in my opinion. I don't. I don't that's think, what I hear. I don't think. Yeah. No, I don't think. No one's ever been like. You know what? I was at home way too much. So.
2: But yeah, I think I heard I heard something recently about um, somebody, some CEO or whatever was like, uh, you know, no boss is going to remember you staying up late to finish your assignment on time, uh, but your family will remember the time that you spent away from them. And maybe that is more telling of like the people you have at home. Like maybe they're just more vindictive than your boss <laughs> is, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I kind of get the point. I kind of get it of, you know, you only have so much time with your kids and – whatever
1: well i appreciate so. it i am uh, currently in louisiana and not with my kids at all right now so i appreciate you bringing that up
2: makes me feel uh, real good but you don't have to i mean it's, it's not for everyone really you, you can oh. i don't know i hate my family too so
1: <laughs> no i'm really <laughs> You ever contemplating quitting <laughs> all the time that's me right now um yeah but as i was saying uh the uh the last time we did this podcast, by the way, if you want to go listen to that, go right ahead and try. I don't even know what episode number it is. But um, it was probably one of my f- the funner podcasts we did, but one of the more unlistenable podcasts, which you would have been quite disappointed to know. It was a uh, a very unlistenable show.
2: From like audio quality? Yeah, or what audio we quality. Something
1: happened. I don't know what no. happened. It, and I was like, dude, something ha- uh Something cracked in the audio, and it was unlistenable. I was so
2: upset. Dang. I was so that mad. <laughs> no, I remember us having a good time. We we uh, we had a stolen valor story, which yeah. was which was fun. Yeah, um, this is, you
1: know I what you, you know what what monumental thing that we did on that podcast besides talk about <sighs> Sandy Hook.
2: Yeah, I regretfully <laughs> remember that. What,
1: what we were all introduced to jelly roll that day
2: oh god yeah was that that was was that the day that he came up to perform in the cumulus cafe
1: dude no this this had to be uh, again this is nearly three years ago when we did the podcast together okay jelly roll was nearly nothing and uh so y'all I, were like one of the first to discover him dude okay again i was in louisiana and I was working with this one guy who's local out here, and he's he's as he's doing his work, he's listening to he's watching uh, YouTube, and I'm like, who the f is this fat <laughs> f like with tattooed yeah. and all that? He goes, oh, that's Jelly Roll. He real good. <laughs> and
2: I'm just like, well, I don't know if you needed to throw in the accent there.
1: That was a good Louisiana accent, and I don't care what you <laughs> say. <laughs> so I'm gonna let it ride. But I remember going, wow. And you know what? And that whole day, I got into either Jelly Roll or uh, country rap. And so when we got on the Horrible. podcast, I go, guys, this is what I got for you guys. We're gonna watch. Horrible. We're gonna
2: watch. It. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, that that does uh, that does ring a bell. Bit? That does that. It really makes me sad that I didn't get to go see him. Now, I mean, he was performing like a hundred yards away from me.
1: Oh, and now he's he's like gigantic. No, uh, no pun intended. Gigantic now. He's he's a. He's, uh, <laughs> Wait, are you for real? He's like a
2: big deal. He's a huge deal. Why do we do this? He he, he might pl-
1: He might sell out like Dicky Zerino
2: soon. No way. Yeah,
1: okay, I really think on. so.
2: Let's see where he's playing at. Well, Is it spelled just like Jelly Roll, or yeah. does he have a weird spelling? No, no just Jelly Roll. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. just I would have expected something <laughs> weird. I don't know how you could uh, address that
1: one up, but yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, here's the first thing that pops up. Jelly Roll says meeting his wife. Any guess on the name?
1: Uh, Well, I know she's like a stripper whore. I mean, not a, not a whore, but like a... She was, a
2: <laughs> she was actually a hooker,
1: like not like...
2: A legit hooker? Yeah, she was a hooker. All right. Jelly Roll in his is opening up about how he met his wife, Bunny.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: While some people may call it love at first sight, he says it was much deeper than that gag. Uh, concerts. Okay, let's see. He's playing Dose Equis Pavilion. Okay. Well, okay. So he's getting up to Dickies. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, Why? That dude? Oh, he's got face tattoos.
1: He has a lot of face tattoos.
2: Yeah, and I remember the.
1: I remember the.
2: This is bad.
1: (laughs) I remember the, uh, the video we watched, and it was again before jelly roll was a thing, (laughs) and it was like, (laughs) it was a really bad video. It was not a good video, and y'all were just like, I don't know what the hell you're (laughs) making us watch,
2: (laughs) but yeah, we were we were well ahead of the
1: jelly roll, fad.
2: Yeah. Man, I, I really wish I would have remembered that we did this. Yeah.
1: That and uh, no no relation, but Adam Calhoun is a thing. You know, Can he's, you hear not, this? he's not as big as Jelly Roll, he hasn't made it to the mainstream.
2: Can you hear this music? Uh, no, I can't. Okay. Never mind. I was going to see if I could play it, but I can't. Man, I don't know what's um, up with
1: Skype. we got to figure this out, Skype. Maybe I need oh, to go I on Zoom need, next.
2: Don't need to throw a Skype under the bus. I'm
1: <laughs> just saying. Okay, well, I guess we can wrap this up. But I guess you know, you said at the end you wanted to just really rip um, Cumulus <laughs> and everything. No,
2: I didn't. Say, no, I didn't say that. I'm oh, sorry. Let I me missed. Read... I missed. Heard. Oh, okay. No, let me. Uh, let me do this because I actually love this because it spurns from another one of my favorite things, which I probably shouldn't admit, but. Um, this is, a uh, m- you curse on here, right? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so this is like an adult-themed podcast.
1: Yeah, no, no children allowed.
2: So, uh, no judgments, but, like, I really love reading porn comments. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of, like, what has to go into it. I mean, first you gotta log in. And the fact that you, you have a login yeah, a in a website. And that you're, like, already logged in, and even if you weren't, you feel so strongly to say what you have to say. We could just you go have on with the login to like uh, it's incredible. And I I just I find probably more entertainment from that than the video. But just reading <laughs> some of these comments. <laughs> anyway, I do the same thing with YouTube because I don't know, I'm looking at what is this? Jelly Roll save me with Laney Wilson. Okay. And I would never comment it's pretty good, pretty on, big song. A, on a song on YouTube. And so I enjoy reading the comments. Here's one. Trying to navigate life without drugs is hard as hell. (laughs) This song truly gives me strength. Like, all right, girl, if you're getting strength from Jelly Roll and Lainey Wilson, you're struggling.
1: It's bad. You're like, man... (laughs) where i found my my north star
2: jelly roll is he just big with the addicts 10 years sober this october love his real truth (laughs) well the the thing about jelly roll from what
1: i know is jelly roll is like a crazy drunk like i think maybe he doesn't do drugs anymore but i've heard instances where like yeah we partied with jelly roll and he like just came out with a big thing of shots and like gave us like one or two, and he drank the rest of them. That type of thing.
2: Dude, there are a lot of depressed people in here. Jelly Roll, I know you may never read this, but I want to let you know your music has touched me. I'm a retired Army vet who has battled depression and PTSD for years. I've been listening to your music for about four years now, and on more occasions, your songs have helped me when I was down and at my worst. Is this dude a damn therapist?
1: He, dude, like, he hits it deep, man.
2: At at Kenneth Adams. Jelly Roll, (laughs) I am seventy one years old and never imagined myself listening to your music. Young man, I believe the testimony in your songs touches so many of my younger brothers and sisters who have served in the military. Why is he why are all these military people in here? Their PTSD is real and you send a cord of hope for them. God bless you and keep up your many more years of great music. Huh.
1: How about that?
2: Well, good on Jelly Roll for well, saving you, our did,
1: vets. You know, some part that I saw right there, though. How <laughs> what? many? How many? How many views does he have right now?
2: Uh, um, let's see. Jelly Roll has three point eleven million subs. That's uh, a lot. You... Yeah. Man, this guy looks ridiculous. Is he always wearing denim?
1: Denim? I mean, no, but he wears like very large items. I mean, yeah, he usually has like maybe a (laughs) denim jacket, but.
2: I want to see that clothing line, large items. (laughs) Oh, here's his wife, Bunny. The trailer park Barbara Walters. Jeez.
1: Can I play this out then?
2: Maybe I'll play out with Jelly
1: Roll. I, I, we might just end the podcast now with.
2: I oh, well, it's either Jelly Roll or Angelo Cataldi.
1: Angelo Well, maybe I'll do both. Huh, you don't know show. that.
3: <laughs> you do whatever show, you want. Do
1: <laughs> so, uh, do you have any uh, kind words to in end all this? Or,
2: um, I want to thank you for having me on. I wish I could say there were a bunch of other people wanting me on, but there's just not. That's a which, lie. That's a lie. Which um, uh, probably serves why I didn't get an email. I'm just not that big a deal. So, thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, I do miss the ticket, um, but you know, it is what it is. W- what about the and fans? The fans. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <You're just> like... <laughs> You're not uh, good one, at this, are you? Two, uh no. I'm used to not being three, the guy that says things. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> kind of like just hiding.
1: Well you're just like, well, I mean, who cares? But like literally I was looking on Reddit, which is the real life. And totally. uh <laughs> they're like Um, yeah, where's where's uh Blake at? What's he doing? And I really wanted to jump in there. It's like he may be on a very mid podcast very oh, soon. Oh should.
2: Sorry, I was also distracted by uh, bunny.
1: You're distracted She's, by bunny. Can you see my screen?
2: Yeah. Um. Let me switch.
1: Oh, hey, yeah. Well, will this play? where you actually hear it? I'm like, so. I hope so. I don't think this is one of his good songs.
2: Is it not playing? <laughs> I just see your wallpaper. Oh, great. Which is just the generic. The generic uh, Apple uh, right. Island. We're going to find a... Uh, what's
1: the good... Is Zoom like the the good thing to use? I, uh,
2: what is? What do you mean by that? <laughs> the good thing to use. All right. Listen here. All right. But, I mean, but, I can... Good... I can play it from my phone if you. No, you no, no. Play? We're good. We're done. No. <laughs> <What? This> is... <laughs> now, you're... Oh, now you're now you're getting impatient with me. I'm just trying to help your <laughs> no, show. No, no, we're done.
1: I'm I'm over this. I'm done. No. I'm just what do you um, want me to
2: play? I'm plugging into my phone.
1: No, no, no. We're, we're done now. I mean, I've
2: already got the cable <laughs> out,
1: and you you just heard the plug-in noise. <laughs> if you just want to play some Jelly Roll, go for it. We'll do it. Uh, I mean, I don't want to. No, I mean, or play some uh, country hip hop no. no. <laughs> Let's or, see what this sounds like. Do you have Catole or whatever his name is?
2: Um,
1: do you have that on your hard drive or something like that?
2: No, it's probably on the own ticket.
1: Okay, I'll go look for that. This is what you like? This is what you listen to? No, I don't listen to Jelly. I mean, I like that one song, but that's probably it. This? You like this? Uh, Is that the. I just can't hear it very well. Uh, here. Can you hear it now? The son of the sinners? I can barely yeah. hear it. I literally feel like I'm at a remote and I'm about to f- twist no off way. on you right now. I can't hear is it. Is that better? No, it's not. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> is that better? Dude, I swear this podcast has gone completely off
2: the rails. Okay, here I'm gonna stop it. Okay, just end it. It should have ended a long time ago. It did. It, go. We might. We might have. Okay, we gotta go. Okay. What, what get, is your it to break?
1: What is okay? End on. Uh, what is your favorite current conspiracy theory right now?
2: <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, first of all, that alien thing in Mexico is not real. That's absolutely not real. That the same forensic analyst or whatever he got caught doing the same thing in 2015. So, let's all settle down. That's not what the aliens look like. And even if they did, we could totally whip their ass. <laughs> yeah, I feel like so, I'd be don't need to worry some about aliens that. every day. Dude, uh, yeah. Just we could send Micah Parsons to just destroy all of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, man, I kind of left the conspiracy stuff uh, by a long time ago. Let me try to think. I don't know. I mean, 9/11 also just brings up a lot, which I feel like a lot of people a lot more people question it now than they did Oh you know, dude. Whenever it first absol- happened.
1: Like literally it wasn't even like like midnight has not even stroke onto nine eleven and I'm already seeing building seven things. And I'm like, yo guys, yeah. just, like wait for a little and bit. Someone
2: someone tweeted out the Pentagon security cam again. Oh, <laughs> well, or, yeah, I don't know. Show me that's an all timer.
1: Show me a Boeing jet in the in the <laughs> in the Pentagon. Do it. Oh yeah it would be I mean, interesting you know i'm not uh, i've even gotten to the have you seen the videos where there wasn't even a jet which is pretty funny i for, for which one uh, for the for the twin towers like there wasn't i See, know there wasn't a jet yeah, for it was that like one's, a that one's
2: hard that one's hard because there are i mean eyewitnesses on the ground especially with the second tower i, I think that would be hard to fake i think that's where i draw my line but, no. I think you're right. I mean, they found a paper passport in Shanksville. That's pretty hard to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But, I'm I'm okay with it happening, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know if I go that far. No, I'm not saying well, the I mean, actual event died. happening. I'm saying, like, it doesn't... Like, it was really bad. So, if you throw this in that it was some type of conspiracy or whatever, I... I'm okay. Let's just figure out what happened. I don't care, but I'm not like, how dare we've gotta, we've gotta storm the Capitol. Uh, they, you know hear they did 9/11,
2: you know. I'm I not. Mean, I'm, I'm okay. Like, oh, you're saying like you're, wait, you're okay with the government doing it? I'm confused. No. <laughs>
1: I, okay. Wow. I really got painted into a corner. I didn't think I was, gonna I'm sorry. I was too. like
2: halfway listening and halfway thinking about what I was going to say, but I just, I kind of came in when you said I'm okay with it happening. You like, no, you came
1: in, you came in halfway of,
2: I'm pretty okay with nine <laughs> yeah, 11.
3: like, that's I not exactly that. what I, I mean, said.
2: Okay. Well, a lot of people died. That one guy had to jump out. I was God. Bad.
1: Yeah. That's, that's too soon. Um, I don't know. No, I, I just...
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we definitely should have ended it already. Well, now we should have probably... We should ended. have never gotten a jelly roll. No, I think we did fine after that. Well, okay, we should... I never should have tried to play you jelly roll.
1: <laughs> that, that part should probably... I don't know be why that. you couldn't hear it.
2: Oh, you know what? I wonder... What, okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't no, matter. It's over. It's over now. Um, um, no, least... I think the big thing to come out of 9-11 was the, um, the uh, Patriot Act. They can spy on your phone now because of 9-11.
1: Yeah, that was pretty. And you know what? Good
2: on them. They got us. So, like, games. You can, know, we, we all recognize we, game. Like, that's... We all thought it was oil. And, you know, oh, they're looking for uh, WMDs over there. Oh, no. They just want the gas. No. I mean, you could blame them. Gas prices, right? But actually, they're just going to try to infiltrate your life and then sell your personality to uh, data collectors. Pretty, pretty smart. And, like, we had no idea what the phone, like, a cell phone was going to become. And they did. Good on them. I don't, you know, you're right. I, Good on them.
1: I don't think exactly that was the plan oh so well okay okay <laughs> well, i think we should officially we end steam. this now yeah we definitely lost steam but that's okay that's okay well thank you and i hey, hope you do this hey, thanks again. for having me on no and i i hope we do this again because actually um uh yeah that was interesting it's not okay not as
2: but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad my life story is uh <laughs> Interesting. No, yeah.
1: I just felt like, uh, you know, it went well. Thanks. I, 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 I've done you, these with more. I'm not trying to, again, I feel like I'm trying. Well, like you've, you've, had, you've had Bob and Dan on <laughs> I again. feel like I'm trying to shit on you, but I was like, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to shit on you. I feel more comfortable with someone like you. I go, hey, you know, Blake's coming <laughs> on, whereas Dan and, uh, or I had Dan coming on, and I'm like, I'm going to ruin this. I'm going to do terrible. So,
2: I appreciate it. No, that was it. a good episode. I listened to that one, too.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. And I ran into Dan one time. I go, hey, I really appreciate you coming on that podcast. And he goes, don't remember doing it. Have a good one. See ya. I go, yeah. good times. Yeah.
2: That's very Dan.
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> or I think it, I was like, I you know, I did that podcast with you. He's like, yeah? <clears throat> what about it? I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'm going to go, uh, you know, jump off the bridge real quick.
2: No, right. he does that to everybody.
1: Okay, I'm glad to hear it. Well, okay, well, okay. Thanks. Until next time, and hopefully we hear your voice soon on other things. But yeah. this is the definitive Blake episode. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye, Blake. This is it.
2: Okay, I, ended do, I it. do I do I do I leave now? Yeah, I guess. Should is it over? Yeah, I guess. Okay. All
1: right. All right. All right. Bye, Blake. <laughs> See ya.
0: Anything that sets me free
1: I'm a lost cause uh, Alright, let's take a call or two uh, We have Angelo Cataldi He's from uh, WIP in Philly uh, Sal, Sal You are on Sports Radio 96.7 The ticket
3: Hey, how are you guys doing today? Hey. Hello, Sal hey, Angelo, it's, it's an honor To talk to you I grew up listening to you Philly Transplants here and uh I I gotta tell you it it's hell living in Dallas. I'm from South Philly and I gotta I gotta to listen to these homers talk about how great Jerry Jones is. Hey, at least the Eagles have won the Super Bowl in the Ben Simmons lifetime, right? <laughs> right.
0: right. <laughs> yeah. We've had fun with that. We've had but I gotta tell you the truth, Sal. Um the rivalry with the Cowboys is my favorite thing. It's just so great. Yeah. Twice a year, we just say all this stupid stuff back and forth, and it's terrific. And we used to come down there, you know, years ago. Sal, we used to come down every week. We used to do um, a morning show live with Norm Hitchkins. um Oh and, yeah. Um, boy, I'll tell you, we, you guys are pretty rude too. We got rough treatment when we were down there. I could tell you. But it's great. This is what I love about sports, because it's not important. It's just a bunch of goofy people having some fun. And it's great. The rivalry is awesome. And, um, you know, deep down underneath it all, uh, I kind of like the Cowboys, at least in the context that they give us oil. They are a foil for the Eagles, and we can have fun with that back and forth.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I get, personally, I get tired of listening about Jalen Smiths and Hunter Nicewanders and all that, because that's all these guys here talks about. But I, am I quite, if I can, i got got questions for you. What is the likelihood that we can get the great Dick Meals back as head coach and, and maybe even to fix that quarterback's positions, maybe we even slides the captains himself, Jason Kelsey, to the QB position to fix that mess? What do you think, Angelo's? Um,
0: well, here's the thing, all right? uh Dick Vermeil is 84, and he still comes on our show every week during the football season, just so I could talk to someone young, um, who is actually older than me.
3: <laughs> so he is not. He is not.
0: He is not going back into coaching. It. Jason Kelsey is not going to ever be a quarterback because he's uh, 280 pounds. But you know what? We don't care anyway. There's only one quarterback for the Eagles, and that is Carson Wentz. And if you think otherwise, you cannot, you are not qualified to be the next head coach of that team.
3: Or Jaws. Jaws, what about Jaws? Jaws is so.
0: 60 now. Jaws yeah. is 60 now, fellas. And he also, I believe, would like there to be a competition between Hertz and Wentz. Therefore, he is not eligible.